you for joining us today on Positively Charged Biz. We are here to motivate, inspire, and support our listeners as they write their life stories. We are a proud founding member of the Real Disrupt Podcast Collaborative, and you can check out more awesome podcasts at realdisrupt.com. And for more inspiration, go to Amazon.com and purchase my latest book, Say Yes Every Day, Discovering Your Superpower. Hey everyone, I hope you're having a positive and productive day. On today's show, we have a pleasure of being inspired by Justin Tidd. He is the Chief Sales Officer at Becker Global America. He actually appeared on my Thrive Thursday live show, and after hearing his perspective on life... I knew I needed to hear more of his story. Justin, on Positively Charged Biz, we like to start at the beginning, that moment in your life where you made a decision that pivoted the direction you were going and put you on a positive path. Yeah, no, uh, (laughs) that's a great question. Um, First, thanks, Laura, for for having me on, Um, you know, the, the Thrive Thursday event, that was awesome that you're putting that together. So I appreciate that as well. And, and changing so many people's lives, so I know putting this together. So thank you for that. And, um, yeah, to answer your question, um, for me, it was it's really interesting. So I'm 38 years old. So it would have been about 19, um, 1992, I guess. I was 12 years old. Um, and I, I grew up a really... Um, we were poor, but we weren't, we weren't low income. We didn't get food stamps, but we were, we should have, yeah. I felt like. So we, we, we lived in a thousand square foot home. Uh, I had an older brother. We shared a room all the way through 18, 20 years old. And, um, and you know, it was, I went through moments in my life to where it was like, we were at the grocery store and it was like, can I get a, you know, candy bars or a quarter back then? And, and I, I just always remember like, no, we can't afford it. And I'm like, Huh, you know, after so long, you kind of just mentally as a kid, like, wow. And, like, you know, I played sports. Um, my parents did everything they could to give us the best life we could. They would work, like, two jobs. And and it just got to the point to where I would have friends and look at their lifestyle. And and so when I was, like, 12, my uncle, um, it's my dad's sister's husband, so he did really well. He dropped out of college, but he got into pharmaceuticals and he ended up being a vice president of a pharmaceutical company and they didn't have children so my brother and I were kind of there we saw him once a year at Christmas so we so excited to see the Christmas gifts they were bringing us you know and he decided to fly us to Atlanta Georgia first time ever on a plane so we, it was just him and I we had a, an unaccompanied minor uh, they, they routed us through the airport we'd get to Atlanta you know and I'm in this all because I'm from West Virginia and I, a little small town and, and then there's like, you know, we, we have our own little, you know, uh, person navigating us through things and we get to their house and I'm like Cadillac and this car and they got a boat and I'm just like, whoa, blown away, you know? And I'm like, this is my family, <laughs> you know? And, um, so I just remember that trip. I remember looking at things and, and my brother and I spinning this little globe and putting our finger on the globe and saying, I'm going to live here when I grow up. And you know, like similar little things that kids do. But I told myself after that trip, 
I was going to do anything in my power to change my lifestyle, whatever that was going to take. And so from 12 to all the, the changes that teenagers go through and in my twenties and putting myself through college and just having that mindset to never give up. It, it's got me to where I am today and it, and it still drives me to where I'm heading now. It's like the never stop mentality. So that would be something that, that really has changed my mind and it still changes my, my the way I do things now. I absolutely love that story. Beyond belief, I love that story because I truly do believe that we all, you know, it's ironic with the whole COVID thing about being in a bubble. I do believe that each of us kind of live in our own bubble, whatever that bubble mm -hmm. is, right? Whatever our reality that we feel is our reality, we sometimes don't know what someone else's reality looks like. So mm -hmm. although the reason why a lot of cycles keep going is because you don't see anything else, right? So you mm -hmm. lived in your bubble and you knew, well, wait, there's something not right that maybe I'm not comfortable that I want this same life. But yet I haven't, I don't know anything else. I haven't seen anything else. So in a way you had to be taken out of that situation. You had to be shown this new, where the world was already there. It's not a surprise, right? You knew the world was there, but when you saw that it was within the family and you were like, well, wait a minute. It's not, this isn't television, right? I'm not watching something online and watching somebody else. This is my family. So it's possible. Mm -hmm. And then at that moment, that pivotal moment, you said, no, I'm not okay with this. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And that's where that mindset comes in, Justin. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, you that's one of the reasons why I want to have you on the show, because you mm -hmm. spoke a lot about that on Thrive Thursday. And I do believe it starts here. I really do. Mm -hmm. I think it starts here first, and then we have to execute and, you know, go from there. But speak to me about that mindset. Even now, okay, I know you run a sales organization. How do you keep yourself in a good mindset, especially when all this change is happening? 2020 certainly was not the same as 19 and, you know, we're, we're ever changing. What do you do to keep yourself there and then passing it along to your team? Yeah, so um, for me, I, had, I, I believe I always felt this way, but I didn't know how to put it into words until about two years ago. And, and then and I have a mentor, and he said something to me, and he said, listen, he said, life happens for us, not to us. And I think people get in situations to where they feel like, you know, why is this happening to me? Instead of, you know, it, life happened for you. This, this happened for you. And so if we can take that mindset of whatever that is, whether it's 2020 or anything bad that could happen in your life, like for me, it was growing up really poor and things I couldn't change, but life was happening for me all along and things were being put in my path to get me to where I wanted to be as long as I was willing to work for that. And so even this year, it was understanding that, hey, this, this, is, this is here for a reason, you know, wh whether we know what it is or not and accepting that. And okay, so now how do we pivot? What is next? What's new? Because when one door closes, there is opportunity that maybe you weren't looking for anyway. And so now it's like, okay, well, now I'm forced 
to look at another direction. And then next thing you know, wow, now I'm doing this. And you would have never thought about that unless this would have happened to you or not. So for me, it's just talking to my salespeople, sitting down, talking about their plans. Okay, this isn't happening. So now what are we going to do? Well, okay, now all of a sudden we're looking at new markets. You know, we're in the mining industry and the traction power for trains, subways. Now we're looking at data centers. Now we're looking at like the ports of Miami, the ports of Virginia. We would have never looked in those areas if we weren't forced to. So now we're building out to new segments in our business just naturally by something that we didn't plan on happening. And that could be an excellent revenue stream for you. You know, something that maybe you guys would have gotten there five, 10 years down the road, but this forced you to do it at a sooner time that could, you know, like you said, happen for you instead of to you. You know, it's interesting. I'm part of a selling challenge thing they're doing online where I'm speaking. And the first speaker of that event today was Dave Sanderson, which actually was a survivor of the, you know, the hero on the Hudson, remember the airplane that went into the Mm -hmm. Hudson River back in 2009. So he now is an author and a speaker and he wrote a new book that, and I don't, forgive me for not knowing the exact title off the top of my head, but it was something about, These are life's lessons that you, it's kind of the gist of it, is that when you're ready to accept them, these are the lessons that will lead you onto the rest of your life. But the thing Mm -hmm. is, is that you have to be open to accept those things. We Mm -hmm. have choices, right? We have a choice of saying, like you said, this is, why is this happening to me? How come every time I try to do this, this happens? Well, it's not to you. It's for you. So I think once you accept that and you roll with that, it just makes it a lot easier. And as a leader of an organization, you are a leader in a sales organization. They are looking to you to actually guide them and let them know it's going to be okay. So let's speak Mm -hmm. about that. You know, in terms of leadership, what are a few things that you do to make sure that you're being a good leader, whether it's at home, or at work, because we're leaders mm-hmm. in all situations. Yeah, so, it's probably a little cliche on this one. You know, everything doesn't have to be so, like, crazy way of thoughts. But for me, leaders are truly by by doing. So it's, it's you know, being seen in the act. Or it's it's traveling with my salespeople and putting my, myself out there in front of them, in front of customers working alongside them, being away from my family, you know, Hey, I'm on the road too. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not asking you to be on the road, being away from your family. I'm away from my family too. We're doing this together. And then when my children, it's the same thing. It's just, it's, it's doing. And, and a lot of people are like, just want to sit and talk about action or talk about this. And for me, it's, it's really being in the trenches. Like I, I work hard. I just do. I'm from the mindset that people say work smart, not hard. I think you can do both. I think you can work smart and work hard. I don't see anything wrong with that. So that that's for me, it's just, just really being in the trenches and working hard too. And I'll also mention this, Justin. It appears from, from here, I would guess, you love what you do. And remember, oh, when you love what you do, it's not work. So, and, mm-hmm. and I, the same way, people always say, my God, you must be the hardest working person in the mortgage industry because of how many hours you put in and you're always working. But when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. 
You actually enjoy, right? You enjoy helping your teams. You enjoy representing your company. You enjoy what you're doing and therefore it doesn't feel like work. And we wish Mm -hmm. that everyone out there loves what they do. So Justin, Mm -hmm. how did you actually get into sales? I'm curious, like what, tell me the story back. Yeah, so uh, my same uncle, he had told me back in high school that Uh, to get in the medical industry because people are always going to be sick. So you'll always have a job. And I was like, yeah, okay. My brother was in the medical industry. He was a nurse. I was like, yeah, I guess. Why not? So I go to like two years of nursing school and I was like, no, this is just not for me. Like, you know, blood and guts and all this. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm not, this isn't for me. So I transferred to new college uh, university. And then um, I went to marketing and then sales. And then I was like, yeah, like, I think that's, that's more my thing. And um, so I really didn't have a clue what I was going to do. So I was working. It's funny. I was working for my company I'm working for now in our shop floor, building our equipment. And I was like, ah, it pays pretty good. I'll get through college, um, you know, and then do whatever. Well, I was there for about three years. And I, was, I started asking questions. I was getting ready to graduate from college. And I was like, hey, like, what kind of salespeople do you all have here? I don't really see salespeople walk the floors. And, and so for about a year and a half, I, I just kept on my HR manager. And I, was, I kept asking him, like, hey, is there a sales position? Is this? Is this? Just consistently. And I was, I was really to the point I lost hope. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to leave this company go somewhere else. And, and I was in a unit working one day. And my boss came up to me and said, uh, hey, um, are you are you um, is a country guy? So I'll do the best I can. I got a slang anyway here. So <laughs> he, he says, uh, kid, I was like, yeah. He said, you want a sales position? I was like, uh, I, I guess I have been for a while. He said, you got an interview at 12 today. Aww. So I was like, you know, I'm dirty. I'm like a sales yeah. position. I'm dirty. I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, at the time I had earrings, Laura, and I'm like, <laughs> I can't wear earrings. And um, so I'm like, it's a mess. So anyway, I do the best I can. And, and a hiring manager, which is now my CEO, oh. he was the chief sales officer. And I was just relentless for about six weeks after that interview. And he hired me. And um, him and I have worked together for 14 years now. He's the CEO of the company now, president. I'm the chief sales officer. And so, yeah, I got into sales just by, I think that's what I want to do. All right. So there's a couple of lessons there that I want to dive into. Okay. So number one lesson is when you do want something, it doesn't, it, people actually think, and I don't know why they think this, but people actually think, well, I asked once. I didn't get what I wanted. So then I guess it's just not meant to be, or I guess I'm not the right person. No, 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 no. You have to continually put yourself out there, okay? If that's what you're looking for. Now, that's Mm -hmm. one thing. So don't just ask once. If that's what you're looking for, continue Mm -hmm. to pursue it. So that's one. Mm -hmm. The second thing, lesson for any business owner out there, okay? How many times may we have possibly lost someone that could have been our future chief sales officer for not paying attention 
to someone that is being that forthright, telling us what we want, because we as leaders of organizations need to pay attention to those things, even if they're mm -hmm. not verbally coming to us. We need to listen. We need to watch. We need to pay attention to that next group of leaders that are coming up, because if we don't, I promise you some other company will recognize mm -hmm. it. So that's two. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing that you mentioned, and this kind of ties into one about you relentlessly followed up. I can tell you that I've had those people in my career that came to me and maybe I was like, eh, it's not right this moment. I don't really need someone for that position. But when I saw their tenacity of following up to me, I always said yes, because I knew mm -hmm. that if they had that much tenacity to come after me about a position, I know they're going to do an excellent job. And I've never been wrong about that. So yep. for everyone listening out there, number one, don't be afraid to go after what you want. And there is no crazy thing out there. If you, you know, you might be like, well, I can't go from point A to point E. You know, I have to go B, C. Why? Why is that? Are you sure? Is that a guarantee that you have to do that? Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to go for the, the most outlandish goal that you could think of, but you have to be willing to do the follow-up. And then after that, then you have to be willing to do the work, whatever that work is. It's not just let's play the game of getting it. It's then putting in the work that goes along with it. Mm -hmm. And again, for all of us leaders out there, don't pass up someone that is doing what Justin did. Pay attention. Keep an eye out. And, and especially, I've noticed that the people coming out of college now, they're, it's funny. You have some that literally will come in guns a-blazing of this is what I want. But you also have a lot that are afraid to speak up. They kind of sure. just, they expect us as leaders to come to them to provide them the feedback. And that's great. We should. We absolutely should. So pay attention. Make sure that you don't let a good person go because those people can change our companies. So I love that. That's a that's a great story, Justin, and good lesson. Let me let, let me add one thing. So a movie, and you'll remember this movie. So I was probably around that 12 to 14 age. You remember the movie Rudy? Yes, love Rudy. Watch it every time I see it. Yeah, true story, came from nothing, wanted to play on Notre Dame yep. football and whatever it was going to take. And he moved there, slept in the janitor's yeah. closet, um, went to a community college and worked his way in. And it's just that that level of that's what he was going to do, whatever it was going to take. That's what his passion was. And, and when I was a kid, that movie was, was so important to me. That's a valuable movie. That's one of those movies or something like it that we should refresh ourselves with every so often because sometimes mm -hmm. we forget, you know, and sometimes we can get in a rut, right? And 2020, a lot of people got into this state where it's like, oh, it's just too hard. You know, oh, it's just, you know, it's not worth it. It's not actually like we know out of chaos comes opportunity. Everything, like you mentioned, you know, everything is kind of shaken up for everyone. It's not, there's not even one person in the world that wasn't affected by this change. Mm -hmm. So with that, new opportunities 
came about. And so it's almost like a level playing field that, hey, if you want to go for something, this is the perfect time to do it because everyone is kind of disrupted. So that's the time to do it, right? Yep. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Love it. Okay. All right. So now tell me how you got into the bodybuilding side of things. Because again, I'm so fascinated by that because the mindset and determination that that takes, that's a whole nother level. Listen, I'm heavy on the work side, but I've never been able Mm -hmm. to be that regimented. So that's a whole nother level, Justin. So please tell me, where did that come from? And how do you stay dedicated to that? Especially you mentioned something. You said, I travel with my team. I go and visit clients. Now, from someone that's done the jumping on airplanes and going to conferences all over the country, it's very hard to stay on a good diet. It's very hard to stay on a good sleep schedule or a root, a fitness routine. So I definitely want to hear about this. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It takes a lot of work to do it that way, right? Because a lot of people maybe get into it and, and they can, they go to work every day and, 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 um, and, and they, their day is home. It's yeah. consistent, you know? And so I, I originally got into it. I, I liked lifting weights, you know, about six, seven years ago, um, I got divorced and I wasn't happy with myself. And I went through this transition of really finding myself again. Hmm. And, you know, I had the dad bod that everybody hmm. talks about, you know, I was 205 pounds probably 20% body fat. And I was like, this is not me. Um, I used to have abs, you know, I was was athletic. And so I said, that's it. So I started researching. I coached myself down to 182 pounds, got my abs. And then I was like, huh, well, I don't know what to do now. And I was like, I don't, I'm not educated enough in this space. And so I reached out, I, I, I hired a coach, um, and then we got to where he wasn't a bodybuilding coach, and I was like, I think I, I, I want to go in that direction. He was more um, strength training. So I hired a, a different coach to get me in that direction. In the process of that, um, I had met my wife now. We got married last year. She was in bodybuilding, and I was lifting weights, so I'm kind of like, this is interesting. And so she was doing shows, doing really well. And I thought, wow. So, you know, we decide that we're going to live together and all this. And I said, I think I want to do a show. And she was like, oh, one, huh? I said, (laughs) yeah, one. And she was like, okay. So, all right, I do it. Um, You know, it was was really difficult to the the fact of the mindset is there. And I, and I, for me being a sales manager too, like I, I do try to hire people in sales that had come from sports backgrounds okay. from a competition base. Um, they understand teamwork, things like yep. that. Um, so I, I, I did the bodybuilding. I got uh, second, second place. I qualified nationally. And so during that time frame, um, traveling, so my travel schedule is about every two weeks. Wow. And if I'm driving, it's easier because I can meal prep, I have bags, yeah. I just take everything with me. If I fly somewhere, um, I pack I, I pack my backpack full of food for the day. I pack frozen meals for the next day. Uh, and then I find a meal prep company where I, I'm at, and then they deliver meals to my hotel. Wow. Yeah. So that way I'm clean eating the whole week. Uh, in some cases, if I have to, I'll go buy a styrofoam cooler. 
and then carry my meals while we're driving because we tend to get to a place and then we may drive all day. So that way I have food with me all day long. Um, and then I, over time, I, I do my research. I find where gyms are locally. I, I figure out who the owners are of the gym. I try to, you know, either I, I buy some kind of membership. It's like I was carrying like three memberships during wow. competition. So just so I could always have availability to train somewhere. And, and yeah, it's, it's just, it's the mindset is just, okay, I have to do this. If it's fasted cardio, it's fasted cardio. I work all day. I train. I try to be a dad. Wow. You know, fitting all that in and then doing cardio more in the evening. Now, it doesn't get so strict until about the last six weeks, the stage. And that's when it gets really buckled down, tunnel vision. And I have to get my, my, my action items have to be so tight because, you know, I don't want my family to think I forgot about them. I can't give up my goals, my work. And so I'm, I'm trying to make everything juggle properly and not be stressed because your hormone levels are very important in this process as well. Wow. So, yeah, it's, it, it takes a little planning on the front end, making sure my things are together. But, yeah, I, I can manage it. Um, I got 10th nationally. So I'm, I'm, I'm on a, a bulk now. So I'm 230 pounds trying to get to 250. Wow. And if things go as well, the next show is July. So I'm trying to become a professional athlete as well. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, Justin. And that kind of leads me. You know, I have to imagine you kind of have goals that goals for 21, five-year, 10-year. I'm, I'm assuming you have mm -hmm. something like that. So what are you – is that like your goal for 21? To get to professional level? So, yeah, so hand in hand. So I've got my position. Um, I, I want to become a pro. It will it will strengthen another business that I'm doing, which is I'm developing fitness courses. So I have two business partners. They're professional uh, bodybuilders already. And so, you know, it would be nice to have three professional bodybuilders, yeah. you know, have this. Um, but they're, they're the, the, the mental strengths. They're, they're way better than me in the fitness space, but then I bring the business side to it. So we're developing those courses. So yeah, 2021 launching a new business, self developing fitness courses and becoming a professional athlete. Yeah. Wow. That's 2021. <laughs> well, I can tell you that I have no doubt at all. It's already out there. It's a given. It's going to happen, Justin. I'm not even, not even a question, honestly, because, because people with that type, your willpower, it's willpower. It really is. It's dedication to whatever the mission, whatever the mission is, whether it's professional, whether it's personal, whatever it is, your willpower is to accomplish what you set out to do and there is no such thing as something going wrong because that's just called an adjustment it's just an right. adjustment things are going to happen we all know there is no straight line to anything there's going to be little offshoots that oh didn't anticipate that okay need to make an adjustment but mm -hmm. it's just an adjustment. That's all we have to keep doing. And if we keep calibrating and continue on our path, we will reach whatever goals we set forth. And I, that's... I, I believe 100%. That's it, yeah. right? And that's what we want yeah. everyone to feel. Because, listen, we all know time goes so fast. And we, mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to put off tomorrow what you've been thinking about doing. We all, you know, we got slapped with adapting in 2020 and people said, oh, you know, I miss this. I miss that. 
No, it was just an adjustment period and time for you to prepare so that you can move forward in 21 and beyond. So there is no, there is no, it can't happen, but do it today. Don't put it off. We all know. We all know that we can't, there's no guarantees and, and stay focused. All right. That's right. What else, Justin? What else do you want to share with the audience? This has been phenomenal <laughs> because I think we dove in and we got specific and we got tactical. And a lot of people that listen are business owners and entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that are, you know, working on themselves as well as their business. So I think all mm-hmm. of this fits in nicely. So anything else you want to share with us? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll share one thing. Um, so I was 21, and um, and this is that life happens for us, right? So I was 21, and my oldest daughter was born. Okay. And so um, she, when she was about two and a half, her mother was killed in uh, driving a vehicle. Oh, my. And so, so I was uh, not only trying to figure out how to start my sales career. I was going to college full time or part time, but now I'm a single dad. Wow. So, so I, I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but I mean, I figured it out. Right. And, but it's just like, for me, it's having that mental understanding of there's no explanation for why things happen. And this is why that life happens for us. is so important to me is, is because that's how it was supposed to be. And I mean, she's a great girl. She's 16 now. And, you know, her and I are really close. And, you know, we, we've been buddies since we were, t- she was two, you know. I was going to say she, you were kids together, right? You were, we were. You were figuring it out while she was, you know, a child. There you go. Yeah. And and I've had, you know, her, her other grandparents and my parents did really great, fortunately, while I was traveling to help me, like, figure out yeah. my job while that was going on. So, yeah, I mean, life can throw really crazy curveballs at us. Um, ones we're definitely not prepared for, but it did, it never stopped my plan. Now I got criticized heavily because I was traveling and gone and well, you're not here. You need to be a dad. And, but I was like, no, my mindset is I got to give my kid a life that I didn't have. You don't understand. That is so important to me than them being a dad here all the time. Like it's not like she was with strangers, but I had to make that decision that alter that life, which, which I did. And it worked out, you know, what we, we definitely are in a new I, I actually want to ask you a question on that because that's a very important, there's so many important pieces of that, but what do you recommend people do? Because I think that's something that everyone can say, Oh yeah, I've been in that position where I thought the best thing for me to do is X, but everyone else is saying, no, that's not right. You have to go on this path or you have to go in this decision. So Justin, what do you recommend? Because that's hard. That's hard when your group, your tribe, whoever, you know, you, you trust these people, you love these people, but yet they're saying, Justin, what are you doing? You can't go out there traveling around trying to get a career when you have a daughter. You shouldn't be doing that. How do you handle that? What's your recommendation on that? So for me, and, and I think I'm smarter now than I was then, I just knew that I was like, you know, I believed in my plan. And I, and, and I would, I probably didn't handle it the best as I could then. I just said, I mean, for the most part, it was like, listen, just respect what, what I'm doing. You know, I made a lot of enemies at that time, probably. 
Um, but it was for me, it was like, you got to respect that. So at the time I probably didn't handle it as best I could. Me now looking back a few different ways you can handle that would be one that say, hey, here's my plan, right? Number one, you should audit the people in your life. And sometimes that's your fr- friends. Sometimes that is your family because they're not always going to believe your plan is the best. And it's really not up for them to say, and you don't really have to listen to their criticism. So for me, I've always audited my circle. The people around me are positive people. If, if they're bringing in negative or want to criticize my plan, you know, okay, well, listen to it. Okay, you can do that, and that's fine. I get it. But this is what I'm going to do because I believe in it. I'm going to do it. And then I slowly will just push these people out of my life. I honestly do that. So you got to just stay str- true to the plan, have a conversation with people, be honest with them. Hey, look, I appreciate it. I respect it. I know you love me, but this is my life. And my life, I'm going to make a plan for that life. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to live my life because it's only my life. It's nobody else's, you know? As hard as that is, right? Because sometimes that's not easy, but there's there's an expression that I love. You can't speak butterfly to a caterpillar. Mm-hmm. Sometimes exactly. when you're going through that metamorphosis and you're evolving and you're changing, sometimes the caterpillars aren't happy that you're going through that metamorphosis because mm-hmm. they want you to stay a caterpillar. So. Right. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something to think about. And it's hard. It, it definitely is, especially mm-hmm. when it's your close-knit group. But you do have to stay true to your plan and your vision. It's okay to hear other people's opinions. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, it's your life and your your family, if it's your kids, your wife. You know, it, you have to make those decisions for them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin, we could go on for days. This has been phenomenal. And if your new company is up and running yet, I'd love for you to share the website or something. But feel free to throw out there any way that people can even follow you to watch yeah, the progression of the sure. new company. Yeah, and thank anything you. you'd like to share. For sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, so Instagram is, is probably my biggest platform. Uh, so it's my last name, underscore, first name. So kid, underscore, Justin. Um, and then I, I don't know if you've heard of the app Clubhouse. So oh, I'm yeah. on Clubhouse now. I'm so on I, there, I, Justin. <laughs> I'll find you now. Yeah. So I've been holding a weekly uh, room talking about fitness and nutrition, trying to throw some value into people's lives. Um, but yeah, and then the business is called Resurgence Fitness and Nutrition. And so we're on Instagram right now. The website's not developed. There's no posts on our Instagram. Not really anybody know about it. So it's, it's there, but it's not active yet. So, but that will be coming out in May. But yeah, follow me on Instagram and I'll make sure everybody knows when, when that happens. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been so inspiring. We wish you all the best in all of your future endeavors with everything. Thank you so much thank for you being very with much. us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Positively Charged Biz. I'm Laura Brandeo, and we are here to motivate, inspire, and support our listeners as they write their life stories. If you have an inspiring story, please email me at laura at positivelycharged.biz. And remember to subscribe to hear more great guests. 
and connect to us on Facebook at Positively Charged and Instagram at Positively Charged Podcast. Until next time, we wish you a positive day.